Hi, and welcome to the Research and Innovation Podcast from Leeds University Business School. I'm Dr. Emma Gritt, and today I'm joined again um, by Babic Tiscart from Atkins. Welcome back, Babic. Hello. It's great to have you here again with us. So this is our second episode where we're talking about the use of technology in hybrid working. And today we're going to focus more specifically around hybrid meetings and the way that they've been conducted and what that might look like going forward as well. Babbitt's going to talk a little bit about his experiences of of hybrid meetings, um, which I think is something that is becoming quite um, an important topic. I mean, we're finding that in our research, um, both in our snapshot survey and our interviews, that hybrid meetings are becoming quite a challenge for for many employees and organisations. And just in case anyone's not sure about what a hybrid meeting is, this essentially means that some attendees are, are located in the physical office space, whereas others are joining remotely in our previous podcast, we started to touch upon some of these topics around hybrid and and essentially what kind of technologies can be used for this. Um, So I thought, Babic, could you maybe start off by telling us a little bit about um, your experience with hybrid meetings, how they've played a role in your job? Absolutely. I I mean, hybrid meeting has become the norm um, since, since everyone transition to working from home to uh, being in a hybrid environment of whether in the office or at um, sort of site offices and working from home. And we are continuously finding that um, the hybrid method of engagement is is here to stay. Um, and it's here to stay because it, it provides an agility and flexibility, not just to the people we work with, but also it introduces a different aspect to how we engage uh, and how we record or um, uh, take problem solving forward and it introduces both possibilities and challenges. So if I look at my own team, uh, I lead a team of about 30 people. We've got a, a vast array of different responsibilities across building design. Um, and as a team, we are very task-based and very focused around what we need to do. Uh, we support not singular projects, but a full spectrum of different projects at the same time. So the self-reliance and and the responsibility each individual needs to bring to their role is greater in the hybrid environment uh, because there's no one there physically to either remind you or to engage with you as as a form of of getting actions done. And that self-reliance, obviously, and the responsibility that carries with it um, is brought into the hybrid meeting as well. Um, What we've found is... Um, hybrid meetings, particularly virtual meetings, um, are a really good way of keeping in touch with individuals on a sort of daily basis, whether that's in the form of, of chats, team chats, or sending emails, but also setting up virtual meetings with cameras uh, to be able to see and engage with people. Um, but what we've also seen is the hybrid working uh, format has introduced uh, perhaps a, a longer lead time to, to some of the problems we're looking to solve. And be very conscious of the way we set up the hybrid meetings, are very conscious of the format, where we sometimes have to force ourselves into um, perhaps making ourselves available physically mm-hmm. in a workshop, in, in, a, in an office environment to be able to accelerate the problem solving. Um, so that conscious effort of deciding has, has become a really critical part of the way we set up meetings. Mm. So so in that sense, then, um, 
for some things um, a hybrid meeting works quite well but other in other instances it's maybe some problems that that can't be solved in that way and you maybe have to come you all maybe need to be present in the office absolutely i mean most problems can be solved i think yeah. virtually but it's it's a it's it's about ensuring that the time you're spending solving problem versus the priority of the problem all aligns. Uh, and sometimes delaying a conversation or delaying a topic uh, for next week to get together might uh, accelerate the, so- the problem solving and it allows more people to engage with the, the challenge at hand mm. as well. And so in terms of the, the technologies that you use, I know you alluded to, to this in, in the previous um, podcast a little bit, um, but can you just maybe tell us a bit about some of the technologies that you use? I, I mean, I imagine like collaboration and working together must be quite a, a key part of what you do. Absolutely. So we use primarily we use te- Microsoft Teams uh, for the collaboration side of it, the day-to-day engagement, the messaging, the, the connectivity with, with colleagues. And often when we set up meetings, there's always a Teams invite in there for people that perhaps can't join. Um we often try to promote the use of cameras in those sessions to enable people to be able to participate and be be more present. Um, and that, I think that lack of engagement sometimes can be contributed back to not being uh, on camera to be able to engage. Um, Beyond Teams, we then have a vast array of different tools that we use for different purposes. So obviously, Outlook forms part of our emailing and that sort of exchange and setting up meetings. And then uh, depending on whether we're looking at design tools, we've got various document management systems and various servers that we use to store, access, and, and, and then obviously develop our designs in. Um, and beyond that, looking externally, depending on... Um, the client or the stakeholder we're engaging with, we then have different solutions that we use beyond Microsoft Teams. Uh, Bearing in mind, some clients sit in different time zones, some clients are more tax heavy than others. Um, Different security aspects also dictate what solutions we use. Um, So we, fortunately, as a large organization, we've got access to a range of different ways of engaging. Um, I think the bedrock of everything behind the scenes is obviously making sure we record the conversations uh, uh, to ensure that obviously actions that are taken are recorded. And again, we've got different tools that we use for different purposes. If it's design related, common data environments often have an aspect of being able to record actions and being able to then task them based on project roles or, or individuals. Uh, we use Mural quite frequently as ways of collaborating and creating a sort of a blank canvas way of, of taking down notes or brainstorming. And that's um, really accelerated over, over our sort of COVID uh, working from home transition into hybrid. Um, the fortunate thing with the mural usage is as well in contrast to obviously using whiteboards is it's digitally mm-hmm. saved. So you can create multiple different aspects and use the breakout functionality within Microsoft Teams to have multiple people in smaller groups engaging um, and, and then all of them coming back together to present what they've mm-hmm. done. I think that that's the key, isn't it, really? Having those kind of um, a range of tools that are available for the and, and that are fit for purpose as well of, of what, it, what it is that you're trying to do and that can that can maybe try and mimic as much as we can do what it's like in, in real life to interact. Absolutely. I mean, we we haven't necessarily introduced new pieces of technology that we haven't used before, but one of the fundamental changes in our approach and in our uh, learning has been around the use of data. 
being able to data mine activities, tasks, or outputs in order to drive a greater sense of transparency between what projects are doing, what's happening operationally, being able to put those two things together to understand patterns, whether that's around training or skills or whether that's around processes or protocols that we need to introduce. Um, so data-driven approach to operations and data-driven approach to design and um, and using tools has been a fundamental key stepping stone mm-hmm. for us. Absolutely. And I know you touched upon, uh, I know you just mentioned about, about training there. And, and I think that's something that's that's quite key, actually, um, particularly because we've in, in some of our research, we found that not a lot of people are trained in how to kind of use some of these hybrid meeting tools. And so do you have any kind of experience in training or support for, for the use of some of these technologies in hybrid meetings? Absolutely. And, and we've um, we've enhanced our training and the commitment to training to get people um Bet, to get the right support to individuals as they go through this journey of digitization. And one of the fundamental changes we've done is we've uh, moved away from our default form of training, which has always been classroom training, into a more task-based uh, virtual training where we put more responsibility on each individual across the full spectrum of everyone we hire between sort of graduates and apprentices all the way up to directors to take more responsibility in finding uh, and putting effort in finding the right training they need to then undertake and then doing it at their own pace. So what we've done is itemize every single training module that we have, give access to every individual uh, all of that content and formed um, specific training plans around each individual's uh, job persona to get them to have a foundational skill level that allows them to not just use one particular software, but, but to use a, a range of different softwares that then work together to be able to accelerate delivery and, and design. I think there's some really, um, really important points there and in terms of the the approach that, that you've taken in utilising um, the technology for, for um, delivering some of that. Um, and so if we're thinking about... Um, hybrid meetings going forward is there anything that you think would make them more effective um lessons learned has has been greatly on the conversations to be a lot more focused um be more task-based um allow people to prepare ahead of time so it becomes more uh, efficient use of time. Um, Sometimes you have different types of engagements where you just get together and brainstorm and that might take 30 minutes and an hour or two hours depending on the scale and the size of the subject matter and and that's absolutely fine. But for the vast majority of uh, hybrid meetings we have, uh, we, we try to be as focused and as lean as possible so we don't oversaturate people's diaries with you know one meeting after the other where sometimes you you feel you're not progressing as much as you would like so that's been absolutely the the critical um thing we're trying to add into our uh, meeting schedules that we we don't try to add by default half an hour or an hour of meeting Mm -hmm. we allow time in between meetings as well and we try to keep the conversation more focused Mm -hmm. and and are there any further technology advancements or solutions that you you think would would help hybrid meetings more generally um that's an interesting one i think 
the question around fit for purposeness mm-hmm. is a critical one. We have to make sure as much as technology is taken center stage, technology is still a tool. We need to evaluate what that tool does and whether that tool fits what we're trying to do at, at that given time. Um, I think having, so one of the challenges we also have with hybrid working is around engagement. And, and engagement, particularly in larger meetings, um, it relies on the host of the meeting session or the one chairing to ensure everyone is given the opportunity or everyone has been engaged with in the session to obviously maximize the, the collaboration. Um, having tools that allows different users to be able to engage with the different uh, formats is, is a really interesting one. When you have a hybrid working environment where you have perhaps a meeting room with uh, X amount of um, people sitting in it and they're looking at a screen with various faces sort of projected um it creates a very different dynamic to the conversation because you you're being a lot more conscious about who's talking and and who's engaging and you just go through the motions of getting people to engage but one of the problems with people dialing in is they're equally looking at a room of people and sometimes it's very hard to know who's talking um, and the order in which you then go through and people overlap and there's delays on the system. So don't know what the solution looks like, but I think having technology that allows you to probably engage more collaboratively in a virtual presence is probably where we need to go next. Having Microsoft Teams as an example being more embedded in our design tools would be fundamental. So instead of you going to another piece of software to then call somebody up, having to do it within the within the solutions is probably a really good step forward as well because it just cuts away that delay and that we, we have. Um, and all of this is underlined, obviously, with network and, and broadband and all of that connectivity issues that a lot of people have. So I think geographically, we got people sitting uh, all over the UK and all over the world, actually. And in, in, in cer- certain regions, um, there is a significant lag in their connectivity uh, to the internet and, and network speeds, and that causes problems for them to engage. So I think being able to address that is a, is a fundamental part as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you're right. That infrastructure as well is is going to be key um, going forward. So um, yeah, thank you for that. So um, thank you so much again for for chatting with me about about the use of, of hybrid meetings and and specifically about your experiences and of how that's worked. I think there's been some um, some really insightful things there that have come out of that conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Um, If you're interested in finding out more about the Adapting Offices Research Project, the information should be in the show notes and a link to click through. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.